Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, holiday version, where we focus on slowing down our lives so we can experience everything that God has to offer us. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. This month, we are going to do everything holly and jolly. We're going to hear from some past podcast guests. We're going to talk about some misunderstood Christmas stories and just some good old-fashioned Christmas fun. Each day, we are reminded of the role our faith plays in our lives. But does it play a role in our finances as well? Now, for the members of Thrivent Financial, it does. For over a century, Thrivent has been helping Christians blend faith, finances, and generosity. Because it's not just about making more, it's about doing more for your family, your church, and community. Learn more about Thrivent's unique mission by calling Kathy Jensen, Thrivent Financial Representative, at 715-231-1662. Disclosures, licensed agent, producer of Thrivent Financial. Marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. Registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management Incorporated. Thrivent.com slash disclosures. I was reading a study in the New York Post, and it talked about how festive stress is ruining Christmas. Here's some uh, statistics that came out. It said that a third of Americans would describe the Christmas season as frantic. Frantic. Now, when you think in your head about, oh, it's Christmas, how do I want this to look? I'm guessing the word frantic is nowhere near (laughs) that description. Let's see, the other thing they said is 41% of Americans are guilty of working too hard to get the perfect Christmas. We do this thing where we get this picture in our head and we're just gonna make it happen no matter what. I'll never forget the time my wife Susie and I were up, I think it was to like three in the morning wrapping Christmas gifts, just trying to make it as perfect as we could. 54% of Americans struggle to slow down and simply enjoy it. And almost 50% of Americans say that they rely on coffee and or energy drinks to get them through. Well, Merry Christmas to you. Now, our goal is to make time in our life to really experience all of it and experience to its fullest, really everything that God has to offer us. And so that's what we're going to attempt to do this month with Christmas. Now, I know this is airing a few days after Black Friday, so some of you may be working from behind already, but we're going to do our best with wherever our starting point is. So let's just get some perspective. The reality is this, as best as we know, Jesus wasn't even born on December 25th. Really what we've done is we've adopted, Christians adopted a pagan holiday, the winter solstice, and they wanted to make it more Christian, more God-focused, more Christ-focused. And so, of course, they they took a holiday that already was when they were trying to, you know, preach to uh, pagans, and they took a holiday that already was, and then they just put a Christian spin on it. As best as we know, Jesus was likely born in the fall. So before we get 
too far in this. Let's just call it for what it is. This is a date that we've decided to use to celebrate Jesus's birth, and that's great, but it's not the actual date. So let's not get too bent out of shape with how we go about celebrating Jesus. In my mind, really what we should be doing is we should be celebrating Jesus's birth every single day, whether it's Christmas or any other time. So we're not going to so much focus on the reason for the season or any of those token phrases that you'll often hear this time of year. Instead, we're going to take what we have and we're going to try to adapt it, adapt it into a way that's really going to allow us to experience it the very best that we possibly can. So the first thing that I want to address, because this is honestly going to be one of the first things that we run into, let's talk about this idea of Christmas gifts. Now, as we discuss this, two ground rules. Number one, let's not be self-righteous. And number two, let's not be ridiculous. I think I've been through both phases in my life. There's been times when I've been self-righteous. Like as a believer in Jesus, I've said, well, why do we get each other all of these gifts? Shouldn't it just be about Jesus? Let's just get rid of the gifts. That's being self-righteous. And then I've been on the other side of the coin when I get all excited about Christmas and I, I go over the top and I get people things that I can't afford or I get things that really don't even make sense or things that they don't want or things they certainly don't need. And so that would be the idea of being ridiculous. And I think we have a healthy dose of both of those people in our world. And like I already told you, I've been on each side of that coin. So first of all, I just want to point out the fact that when I think about my own life, I can't remember very many gifts that I've received. So if I think I'm in my early 40s, and as I think back, there's so few gifts that I can actually remember. I remember when I was young, there was a time when I really wanted, and those of you who grew up in like the late 70s through the 80s, somewhere in there, I really wanted this football game. And what it was, it was this metal football field and you turned it on and it vibrated and the players would just go wherever they would go <laughs> and you were supposed to try to play a football game on this vibrating metal football field. I just had to have it. Of course, my parents were wonderful. They got me this gift. I set it up. I played it. I was like, what the hell is that? And I think I never played it again because it was ridiculous, but I just had to have this thing. So I remember that gift just because I wanted it so bad and it let me down so bad. There was another time I remember uh, I'm a drummer. I grew up you know, wanting to be a professional drummer. And I there was a specific snare drum that I just had to have. And it was pretty pricey. My parents were not the type of people that would spend extravagantly. And so this was a year when they, they did. And they bought me this, this snare drum. And I was so excited about it. And then I also remember that within two years of that Christmas, I traded in that snare drum to get one that I really wanted. So even that, like I had to have this thing. And then of course, uh, within just a very short period of time, it lost all of its luster. I can remember I've got two daughters. I can remember a few gifts that I've given them. But the reason I remember them is not because they were so excited about them, but because of the sheer disappointment that they had when they received them. There was this one year, my youngest daughter, Georgia, she had to have this Barbie diamond castle. Uh, it was this this huge thing, but I looked it up. I was like, no problem. They don't make this anymore, but you know, I'll just hop on online and I'll find somebody who's selling it. And so I hopped online. Turns out it's like an, a collector's thing. And so it was hundreds of dollars to get one of these. 
Well, luckily I found somebody just across the border in Minnesota that was selling one and I got it for a reasonable price and I brought it home and she opened it and she looked at it and her eyes were wide and it went straight to the basement right after Christmas. I don't think she ever played with it more than once or twice. Turns out it was bigger than she expected it to be and so she was almost overwhelmed by it and she never played it with it and uh, just a number of years later we got rid of it. Another time we, same daughter, we got a, she just desperately wanted a bunny. Like the girls wanted a bunny. And we thought, hey, let's do that thing where we get them an actual animal for Christmas. And then they're going to open it. They're going to think that we're the best parents. This is going to be amazing. And my youngest daughter comes out. Like they open it up. It's this beautiful lion head bunny, this gray fluffy thing. It was just awesome. And she looks at it and she said, but I wanted a white bunny. <laughs> Sheer disappointment. Oh, so great. And I remember I was even trying to think, well, what did I get my kids last year for Christmas? And we got them some ice skates. But here's the thing. The only reason I remember that we got them ice skates is because I ordered them like a month ahead of time. They accidentally got shipped to Seattle, Washington instead of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And my girls got their Christmas gift like a week after Christmas. So the reason I remember Christmas gifts is not because they were spectacular, but usually because they were miserable disappointments. Now, that being said, I think it's wonderful to get each other gifts during Christmas. I think that's a really special thing. And I think it's a way that we can honor one another. And I even think it's a way that we can honor God. You know, Jesus was such a great gift for us. And so this idea of getting each other gifts, it's a way that we can reflect Jesus in our own way. And so I'm not... I'm not against gifts, self-righteous. I'm not overly for gifts, ridiculous. I am just a person that wants to experience the most out of this holiday season that I can. And sometimes I think when our emphasis becomes how good we do or how horrible we do at gift giving, there's so much room for disappointment and there's so much room for the holiday season to be linked to that thing. And anytime we link anything to a thing, we're going to have a problem. So as you go out and spend your hard-earned money uh, blessing other people, just keep that in mind. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't worry if it doesn't quite work out. Just do the best with what you have. Don't get self-righteous. Don't get ridiculous. Just stay in that happy, radical, medium, middle ground, and you'll be just fine. I think one of the most special things about Christmas is the anticipation. Do you remember that when you were a kid? Like for me, when I grew up, the anticipation started as soon as the catalogs arrived. Those of you who, you know, are around my age or older, you remember exactly what I'm talking about. There was a time when the Sears and the JCPenney's catalog showed up. You ran to the living room. You sat down with your siblings. You started circling things. You started dreaming about things that you wanted for Christmas. Not because you really, really needed those specific gifts, but what it was doing, it was just creating this anticipation for something that was to come. And didn't December feel like the slowest month of the year when you were a kid. Now maybe when you're an adult, it feels like the fastest month of the year because it can be so frantic as we talked about earlier. But when you're a kid, because of that anticipation, it seemed like it was never going to get here. Now, again, I'm not a person that gets overly bent out of shape about gifts one way or the other, although I've leaned both ways throughout my life, as I already mentioned. But the one thing that I do love is I love anticipation. 
And if you think back to, you know, the Bible and we think about Jesus coming, which is really what, what we use Christmas to represent, there was so much anticipation, really thousands of years of anticipation waiting for the Savior to come and then all of a sudden he's here. And so I love the way that that feels. I love this, this waiting for this day when we get to celebrate. There is something so special about the anticipation. And I don't think it's an accident or just happenstance that we get to the point when Christmas is over or even we get to Christmas afternoon and then suddenly we feel just the sense of letdown. We feel the sense of, oh, it's over. And I think that's because anticipation is something that was created by God and it's a really good thing. I mean, it's that thing where you walk in, you see all the presents under the tree Christmas morning and it's almost as if that is the best part of the morning. Not the point when you actually open the gift, but the point when you see the gifts under the tree. And there's so much that we could learn just about life through that statement right there. We spend so much time focusing on getting to wherever we're trying to get to that we forget to just enjoy the anticipation while we're on our way there. Now, I'm going to bring out some of my Catholic roots here because I loved growing up Catholic. And, and one of the parts of growing up Catholic was going to midnight mass before Christmas, which even brought about the, the, the anticipation even more because you stayed up late. You went to hear dad sing in the choir. You went to bed at like two in the morning. You couldn't sleep. Like the anticipation was just so huge when I was growing up in the Catholic tradition. Now, one of the things that I loved is this season called Advent, where basically we would take the entire month, and it was a little bit more than that, but we'd take a significant amount of time. Every time you would go to church, they would light an additional candle. And as we got all of the candles lit in what was called the Advent wreath, then we knew it was Christmas time. And there was something so exciting about that. And then you could take it a step further and a lot of families would get Advent calendars. And what those Advent calendars would do is each day you would open up a little piece of that calendar. There's a tiny little piece of really horrible chocolate in there that you were so excited about and you pull it out and there was some sort of relevance to Christmas or to Advent or to Jesus in that Advent calendar. And every time that you opened another door, it just built upon the anticipation and built upon the excitement. And so take something like that. It doesn't have to be an Advent calendar, but you certainly can get an Advent calendar and it's a really great way to build anticipation. Here's the thing, you don't have to be a kid to have an Advent calendar. It's just as exciting as an adult. But do something, do something that just builds that anticipation. I remember my parents would just put like, one Christmas gift under the tree and then maybe another one would show up and all of it was just building on this anticipation and I believe that we ex if we experience the anticipation in some little way we're really experiencing a part of what God has for us again he is the one that created anticipation it's all wrapped up in this idea of Jesus coming if we can fully experience the anticipation that Christmas has to offer us we can connect with Jesus in a whole new way The last thing that I want to discuss today is the importance of experiencing Christmas with our loved ones. Experience is such a valuable thing and we get such a unique opportunity to do it around the holidays because we often have more time and space together to do it. Now, already this year, 
we were in Chicago, my family, my wife, and my two girls, and I was there for work. And after the work day, Susie planned this incredible evening for us where we went downtown Chicago and we went ice skating together. We used those skates that were late last year and made a memory out of it this year. And I'll never forget just skating around with all those beautiful downtown Chicago buildings hovering over us. It's a memory that I guarantee you, as long as I live, I'll always have there because it was just such a special hour that we had together that day. I'll never forget when after Christmas, one of the ways that we get rid of those post-holiday blues is Christmas afternoon, we'll often go visit my family up in northern Wisconsin. And there was one year where they took us on a hike and it was this spectacular winter picnic where we went out, got our snowshoes on, got all bundled up, went to the top of this ridge, had this picnic and hot cocoa. And I'll never forget, we sat on this big tree that had fallen down and we overlooked this valley and the scenery. Again, it was something that at this point has happened several years ago, but I can remember it like it was yesterday. There was one year when I was at my in-laws and the whole family was there and they had this sledding hill that they all used when they were kids and we all went out there with our kids and went sledding and it was nighttime and it was spectacular and it was like we were recreating their childhood but now adding our kids into it and it was just spectacular. Again, I'll never forget it. And then for me, the obvious and most spectacular that it was in the Christmas season, it was in December when I got engaged to Susie and just started our unbelievably magical dynamic incredible relationship together and I'll never forget I had this jazz gig I was playing drums and Susie came to this little coffee shop I was playing at and then it was like 20 below zero it was just ridiculously cold that year and I'll never forget I had my friends set up this beautiful thing in a park but in order to get there we had to go on a walk and I'll never forget asking Susie like hey you want to go on a nice little you know holiday walk together and she's like are you crazy (laughs) I had to work really hard to convince her that we needed to go on a walk so that I could ask her to marry me And so these experiences that we have together, those are the things that we're truly going to remember. And so as we head into this holiday season, let's have fun with gifts. Let's have fun with the anticipation. Let's really dive in and experience it the best that we can. Let's not get bent out of shape. Let's not get self-righteous. Let's not go over the top and be ridiculous either. But when it comes to experiences, let's let's just get every bit out of it that we possibly can. We have so few opportunities in a given year to really have quality time with our loved ones, especially our extended families. And so let's make the absolute most of this season when it comes to experiences. And think about things that you could do uh, to make this really magical. And then just remember that with your kids, with your spouse, with your family, with your friends, the things that will be remembered are likely not the gifts but instead they're the experiences. And you've heard that over and over, but I wanna give you a bit of an assignment. I want you to think about your life and think about what gifts can you remember and then what experiences you can remember. And if you're like me, you're going to be able to remember way more experiences than you did gifts. Yet often in our culture, we spend more time focusing on gifts than we do on experiences. And so this Christmas, let's go out of our way to create magical, beautiful experiences for one another. But let this be a keynote for you. It doesn't have to be ridiculously elaborate. It can be extremely simple. All of the things that I talked about were pretty simple other than the engagement story. 
I mean, Susie just looked online when we were in Chicago and saw that there was ice skating available, so she put the skates in the back of the car. When we went on that winter picnic, all we had to do was pack a couple of sandwiches. When we went sledding, we just grabbed the sleds down from the rafters in the garage. It wasn't this huge, drawn-out, thought-out thing. None of those were. It was just experiencing all that we could within that moment and allowing a memory to come out of it. And they're things that you and I will never forget because they're times when we're with family. They're times that we're laughing. They're times that we're just enjoying being with one another. This holiday season, allow time to be your priority and your greatest asset. Take some time to really think about what you wanna get for gifts. Don't just willy-nilly it and go to Target and see what happens to be on sale. Really think about it. And then take the time to build the anticipation around the season and finally take time to experience the holidays with your loved ones. As we continue on with the Jesus Never Ran podcast through the holiday season, we're going to get some updates, some really cool things that are going on, some Christmas miracles that are happening with people that we've interviewed in the past on our show. We're going to look into some of the traditional holiday stories from the Bible and see if there's even more to them than we've heard before. But mostly, we're just going to enjoy our time together and just celebrate the holidays the best we possibly can. At Jesus Never Ran, we are trying to start a revolution of people that just make time in their lives to allow their priorities to come out and allow themselves to experience the most that they can and everything that God has to offer. So the way that you can support Jesus Never Ran is simply by listening to this podcast. So thank you for that. The next thing you can do is you can hop on and make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. You could give it a rating. Please give it a five star if you don't mind. And then if you really want to go crazy, just give us a comment. Give us a positive comment. And then finally, you can be a part of the walking club. Go to www.jesusneverran.com and sign up today as a way to support your own life slowing down, but also to support the work of Jesus Never Ran moving forward. So often we get invited for the holidays and we grab that bottle of wine or a six pack of beer or whatever it is, but why not up our game a little bit? Infinity Beverages has some incredible options. They have an apple pie sangria that is to die for. They've got a roasted toasted almond drink that is incredible. Up your game with Infinity this holiday season. Go to www.infinitybeverages.com. They are the proud sponsors of Jesus Never Ran and of dreamers everywhere.